Hi everyone and welcome to Words with That One Lady. Um, that being said, um, I would like us to go further in this conversation with that PhD process and academia talk. Yeah. So um, the PhD aspect of things is a whole different ball game when it comes to grad school. Um, people see it as just grad school, but it's a step further of you have a master's degree or you applied because you think you're very smart. So come show us that you're smart. You're on your own, figure things out. Do you think that being in, do you think PhD is worth the while? And I'm asking because now you've finished your program. Yeah. I think it's worth the while. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, because I think, I, so my PhD was three years. And I think if you asked me after each year, I probably would have had a different response. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact that you're asking me now that I'm finished, um, I still think that I think doing a PhD program um, is worth it if it's what you want to do. And I'll say that to say that I think a lot of times, like you said just before this, a lot of people pursue PhD programs for, for status. Yep. Right. For the title of being a doctor, um, for that recognition then of their smartness, if you will. Right. Um, and, and I recognize that, like, for me, that was very different. That, that was not my goal. Um, and we talked about this so much, right, where I was just like, I literally fell into a PhD program. Yep. Like, it, it, was, it was almost by accident <laughs> where a mentor saw potentially me and they're just like, yeah, you should consider it. And I, and I, I clearly remember saying, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to apply. You know what? Yeah, I'm just going to go for the interview. You know what? Yeah, I got accepted. I guess I'm going to go. <laughs> That's so but, true. All through the not, process. But, but not necessarily having like this conviction, like this is what I was going to do. Um, but now that I'm finished, I will say that I think it's worthwhile if you are committed to the learning process. It's yep. worthwhile if you're committed to the growth that you could achieve from establishing yourself more as a professional, establishing yourself as an academic. Um, I think it's really worthwhile for the journey. And it, that's kind of wild that I'm saying that right now because at some points I felt like this journey would have took me out, if I'm being honest, all right? This journey was okay. tough. Mm -hmm. But now in hindsight, I'm like, you know what? But this journey taught me so much. This journey taught me discipline. Something that I don't think that I really had before. I've always been a go on the fly, fly on the wind type of person, right? And you know me, you're very organized and I've always admired kind of like your structure, right? And then you have me, who's just kind of like flying in the wind for the most part. So this program, <laughs> <laughs> this program really taught me discipline. It yeah. taught me sacrifice. It taught me commitment. Because as I was going through this process, all I kept thinking, yeah, I had times where I didn't want to do it. But I was also just like, I committed to this. I'm going to finish it. And so I was just like, you know what? I had to make adjustments in my life and be disciplined in my work. I recognized that, hey... Once I started my first year, I was just like, I'm not the strongest writer that I thought I was, mm. right? And, and in that, I had to almost like let go of my ego in some ways. And then recognize that like, oh, yeah, I did a master's, but I still have so much to grow in terms of academic writing and what does yeah. that mean, right? And so for me, I think the process is worth it if you're, if you're willing to commit to the growth and the changes that are going to happen. Yeah. And it's also going to be worth it if you're able to maintain 
an important why as to why are you doing this? Very true. Is it just for the external things? Is it just the validation and the status and all that? Or is there a deeper meaning for you behind why you're doing this? And for me, I tried my best to hold on to my why. And my why for doing a PhD program is that I'm very committed to mental health and wellness. I'm committed to my profession. I'm committed to my people. I'm committed to helping for growth and development. And the PhD program allowed me the space to have my commitment be actualized in a way that I could actually be strategic, that I could actually be skillful in the way I go about what I'm doing. So I think it's important if you could keep the why at the center and have a bigger meaning as to why you'll do it, then I think it's important. That's so true. I tell people when someone asks me, do you think it's important to do a PhD program? I say, hold on. Why do you want to do it? If you do not have a good reason that has to do with your profession. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Because you're going to get to a point in the program where you're like, I don't want to do it no more. I'm done. I don't want to talk about this. Leave me alone. I just completed the coursework aspect of my program. In like a month's time, I would seclude myself from the world to write my comprehensive exam. And I think about it. I'm not frustrated. I am not. My head is not like, oh my God, why am I doing this? I get to that spot sometimes. But when I think about all the things I'm doing, the research papers I'm trying to put together, I'm trying to pop them like under benefits to like my community in Nigeria or the world of childhood disability. I'm like, no, we got this. No, there's no, there's no need to feel down and sad. Like I got this going. But if you don't have those things going for you and you just want to get a PhD because you want a DR at the back of your name, please do not do it. It will yeah. be worth it. You will hate all of the process because it is stressful. If yeah. anybody doesn't tell you that, they're lying. And I'm glad that you said that because I think um, something that I thought about a lot throughout my process was that I'm just like, they don't speak, out, they don't speak enough about how traumatic pursuing a PhD could be. I'm yep. just like, one, you are very isolated from your community. With, I mean, we're international, so it's kind of like on a level times 10. <laughs> but, but even my peers here, like who are from different parts of the US, went through the same emotions that I did where we were all literally just like, we don't, we, we, it's hard to even find time and space to connect with the people you love and care for. Exactly. And so I think that in itself is important to remember that going through the process is so hard. It's debilitating. I've, I've had my physical and mental health challenge throughout this whole experience. I remember times where I was just like, I haven't been to the gym or been doing anything active for like two months, which is so outside of my norm, yeah. right? I, I, I mean, in full disclosure, I experienced clinical depression. I was, I was diagnosed as clinically depressed throughout my, um, my PhD program. I suffered from anxiety and panic attacks um, as a result of the mental strain that I was feeling in the midst of trying to pursue this. And so I try to make sure I keep it realistic for people. Yes, I, I, I just was having a conversation with a friend where they were just like, oh my God, Dale, I saw your post on Instagram. I'm so excited for you, you're Dr. Dale. And I was just like, yeah, but do you know what it took for me to get here? Um, so true. <laughs> I was just like, I love it. And I appreciate all the accolades and the praise, but I'm also just like, I want people to know like, nah, your boy was depressed. Um, for a couple months here, like I, I remember just going through the motions of like trying to grapple with what is this reality that I am in. I am so far from my family and my friends and my main support system. Here I am where I'm in a cohort model, but everyone is so busy and we're all so consumed and everyone is trying to manage their own stuff that I'm just like, oh my gosh, if I just want people to understand the reality and understand the importance of maintaining yourself in the process. Yeah. Like, 
a little bit. And I think that's a part of it as you adjust, but always keeping that at the center of like, always come home to yourself because yep. if you don't, the process would not have been worth it. At all. I see, I'm, I'm glad that you went that way with that conversation because when I think about it now, so my university is <laughs> considered number three in Canada. So that means that every human that is on this campus is super competitive. Everybody's like working to get something. You're struggling to apply for um, uh, funding and you're this and that and that. God knows in my two years, I've gotten rejected from all the funding that I've applied for. And imagine thinking about that, first of all, and I feel like, wait, am I that dumb that I don't know how to write a good paper for them to approve me for a funding? And I go and I speak to my supervisor and they're like, don't worry, it's a, don't worry, it's fine. It's not a problem. And I'm like, who tells you about all of this? Nobody. Everybody just says it's a PhD. You will get through it. The da, da, da. But nobody talks about all the moods that go through it. Like, look at me. For the past five years, not seeing family, moved to one program, worked, moved to another program, and going through this. God knows 2020 was like my toughest year yet. Yeah. As a first and second, because I was a first year student and a second year student at the same time. And at the end of the year that I think at the end of 2020, I think I saw my first my first counselor for the first time in my entire life. I went to sit down with someone and cried my eyes out. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. And she was like, what's I'm like, it's just too much. Like, I don't know where to start from. I don't know what to do. And she was like, it's it's fine. Take your time. For like 30 minutes, I was bawling my eyes out and just saying things that I don't even remember. And I said, and when I went back the next time, I think in January this year, she was like, so how do you feel? And I was like, crying helps me a lot. <laughs> she was like, yes, it's important for you to cry that nobody talks about the stress that goes into getting the PhD. Everybody just talks about getting the PhD and actually applying for it. And that's all. And, and when I think about it now, what, what, what I want to say to people is, we're saying that it's hard, but we're not saying you shouldn't do it. The question is know what you're getting yourself into and don't go into it blindsided and not knowing what it entails. Another thing I wanted to ask you is, so in the times when you said you, you shared with us that you were at the point where you were depressed, what was the things that helped you in those times? Yeah, if, if just if I can, just before I answer that question, um, I, I just really think it's imperative to kind of insert a little bit here in terms of, you know, you, you mentioned that about, we're not saying don't do it, but kind of have an idea of what you're getting into. And I can't stress this enough. Um, something that I recognize in hindsight, I'm just like, yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into, but I also just didn't have anyone who could even give me a semblance of what it might experience, right? Because yeah. I don't have any PhDs in my family. I'm the mm -hmm. first person in, I don't know how many generations on both sides of my family who has wow. a PhD. So I'm the, I'm the first person, I'm the only one who knows what this experience is like. So even before I came, like family gave me different advice and stuff, but they did not know the reality. And so for me, it's important that I'm encouraging people of like, if you're ever going to pursue or thinking about pursuing a PhD program, please speak to someone who has been through it already. All yeah. right. And hold space for the fact that your experience could be very different from theirs, but there are some general threads that we all are going to experience in this, especially as a black and brown person. Exactly. Um, and so for me, I encourage people of like, Hey, connect with people. I mean, if anyone would want to connect with me, if you're thinking about a PhD program, whether it's in my field or not, speak to me, drop me an, a, a DM or something. Like I am so open because I want to be able to share. Cause I think having some idea of what this experience may be like is really going to be a good mitigating factor to how you navigate it. 
Um, exactly. So I just wanted to kind of drop that there, especially for black and brown people. Exactly. And for what he just said, I'm going to be dropping his details in the description box of the podcast, wherever you listen to it. And you can always get in touch there whenever you want, you know, to sh- if you have questions and anything, he'll be open to answer- answering them. So you have the details in the description boxes. Yeah, most definitely. But getting to your question um, in terms of kind of how did I manage that? I think I, I first managed it by acknowledging what it was. I, I think for me, so I, I am a mental health professional. So I, I saw all these signs. Um, and so I actually enrolled myself in, in my personal counseling um, from the first, after the first year of my PhD program. Um, just like you, I was kind of also in a place of just bewilderment. I was just like, I'm doing everything I need to do, but I am not connecting with the experience. I feel like I disassociated from it in a lot of ways, right? You know, when you become robotic, that, yes. that was me. I'm doing everything. I'm moving. Yes, I'm missing deadlines. Yes, I'm meeting all the deadlines, meeting your deliverables. I'm doing that. But I'm also just like, but I was losing myself in the midst of it. And Mm -hmm. so I think a part of it was just me acknowledging like, hey, I need some support. And and it was I I obviously had my family, but even they're so far. And and I tried my best to connect. I was just like, they still weren't fully understanding what I was going through because they're not sitting with me here in this. And so when I finally reached out, I was able to get counseling. Great part about universities is that it's free of cost for you. Um, So I reached out to our counseling center and I was able to kind of have my first session. And honestly, having that counseling session or those counseling sessions, because I've been in it for two years now um, and it's been ongoing, has just been so rewarding because I finally had a space to process. I had a space to connect with what all of this meant for me. Um, because I felt I was so busy, I didn't get the chance to do that on my own. And so counseling was one of my main supports. Another form of support for me um, was my main advisor. Yeah. So in our program, and I don't, I, I think this may be consistent across a lot of places. Um, after my first year, you're able to select one of our professors who's going to be your main chair for your dissertation and stuff, your oh. committee. And mm-hmm. so I was really intentional with that. I pretty much, like, I feel like I interviewed all my professors. <laughs> Who out of these people could really see me, all of me, right? In all my identities as being a black man, as being an international student, as being a first gen. And what does this all mean? And I had one of my professors where I was just like, he was just so warm and so accepting and so open, but also so transparent about the experience. And he was my major support. So it's kind of like counseling and my advisor became my major support. But also what helped to get me through is that I started finding my way back to myself and, and, for me, that meant getting back more active. I had just made so many excuses as to why I can't work out, why I can't get active. And I was like, I literally have a gym right here. And so I just like, made a commitment to kind of get back to doing things that would take me out of my experience, right? And so I was just like, you know what? Many days I didn't want to go to the gym, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk there. Because once I'm there, I'm going to work out and I'm going to feel better. So I think I just started doing things that would really encourage my wellness. And, mm-hmm. and I also... I think I learned in the process to hold space for the rejections that people don't talk about with a PhD. Nobody program. prepares you <laughs> for the rejection. They, 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 they don't talk about the way how your ego is hit because here you are, right? You did a master's and you're in a PhD and I'm putting that in quotes because there's so many perceptions about PhDs yeah. um, that I think sometimes we internalize that and I kind of felt like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. I got it. I'm that ish. No, you're not. <laughs> life just humbled me, okay? Life was like, you know what? Yes, you're amazing. 
And yes, you have a lot to learn and to grow. I, I got rejection after rejection after rejection. It became such a norm for me that it, immediately when I submitted to a journal, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to get ready for that rejection. But I did the process. Um, so for me, it was like a holding space for with some humility of like, hey, rejections are a part of it. And remembering that it does not define me. And I think that was the main learning that I needed because I was internalizing it, right? I was like, man, I'm a shitty writer. I'm not meant to be here. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm not meant to be a PhD. And the self-doubt started to kick in, right? And, and a lot of this too, I think, has to do with, for me, was an imposter phenomenon. Yep. I kept thinking, who am I fooling? Who am I fooling thinking that like me, this guy from Belize is going to come here and be a PhD and be a leader in the field, right? And it was also just like, hey, but we're in a system that is not designed for us. Yeah, And so a lot of it for me was just an acknowledgement of like, hey, the system is not defined for, is not defined for you, but it also will not define who you are. That's so true. And, and, I, and I think those are some of the things that kind of helped me to get through and it resonated a little bit more with my spirit. Man, that's, that's so profound. Like thinking about it now, I'm like, that's just it. Cause I remember my first year, I got my first bout of rejections. And when I say bout, I mean like I got like four or five rejections all at once for funding this time around and and my abstract um, submissions for conferences. And I was just mm-hmm. like, interesting. This is not what I expected. This is not how I wanted it to go. Then I went the second time and in my head, I thought, oh, I think I'm much better now. I have improved. Submitted to the same funding applications. The scores were much higher, much better but still rejected and i'm like no no this is not happening to me but like it's something i've come to come in terms with now in this process of getting a phd you feel like you know all of it you 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 are at the top of your you know you're doing the best that you can do but that's just the beginning process of it you are not there yet but you're going to get there and you will get those things at the right time. The fact that you're not getting it now doesn't mean that you're terrible at what you're doing or you don't know what you're doing, but it's all part of the process. But nobody told me that. Nobody ever told me that you're you're going to have any problem. It just felt to me that don't worry, when you have a supervisor and you apply for funding, you should get it. You, that's not a problem. As long as your supervisor is good, but it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's a process that I got to learn about and I got to come in terms with that I'm still learning about every day. And um, like you said, uh, as international students doing PhD programs and you, you completed it, it's, it's much more worse if you're not, if you're not, if you, if you want to look at it in that level, if you ask your colleagues, they're all going through the same thing as you, but yours is 10 times different because you don't have the support of family like you would always do. They're on the phone always. You don't have that your group of friends that you always have but try as much as possible to find your community and find your space around you, which will help you to get through the process. Man, that's a lot of conversation. And I don't know if you have any other thing to add to all of this, because when I think about it, I'm like, there's so much to talk about when it comes to going through all of this master's program, PhD program as a grad student and international yeah. students. But I don't know if you have any other thing to add to this. Um, my only thing to add, I think is, when thinking about grad school, and this might be a bit cliche, but it's really important to kind of trust and honor the process of it. I, I, I don't think that that is said enough, right? Like, yes, we're talking about the challenges we face um, as international students. We're talking about the ways we overcome that. And I think that's just it, understanding that there's a lesson in all of it. There's a lesson in the challenges you'll face. There's a lesson 
in the days that you may break down and cry, but there's also a lesson in the wins that you're going to have, whether big or small. So for me, I remember like I, I learned to hold on to the little wins. I, I had when my first conference um, abstract was accepted, I rejoiced like it was the best day in the world because I was just like, this is huge for me. Right. I was just like after rejections, but also it showed me that, hey, like I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm changing in this. And I think also holding on to the space of your personal growth in it. Right. Who are you as an individual? Are you learning more about who you are? Are you learning more about people? Are you learning to be more empathetic and more connecting with others? What, what does the relationships look like with the people around you? Are you building some solid relationships? Are you able to see people for who they truly are? Are they seeing you for who you, who you truly are? And I think yeah. these are some of the things that are a little bit more abstract, right? They're not like, they're not things that you'll be putting on your CV, but these are like the life experiences you're going to have as being a grad student and working towards such a goal. So I think that's my final thing of like, hey, hold on to the experience. Whether good, bad, ugly, pretty, it's all in it together. And in the end, it's really going to just make you who you are. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you so much for that. And I wanted to ask you one more thing. If yeah. you were to see, or if a, if a grad student, international student, starting a master's program on, in September, comes to you and says, Dale, what do you think would help me succeed as an international student? What would you tell them? Oh, my first thing I would say is rest. <laughs> I wish I learned that and, part. And I say that with sincerity. I, I, I say rest. Um, make time for rest. Make time to sleep. Um, make time to, to relax. Because I just think that this process gets so hard and heavy so quick that we feel as if though we lose those spaces to rest and to, to rejuvenate. And so I really would encourage them like, hey, rest. And, and, and rest not with guilt, because that's what I did. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take a nap, but I'm also so guilty because I feel like I should be doing things. And yeah. I'm just like, no, like rest, but wholeheartedly rest and know that it's okay. And yeah. that everything else will be done at the time when it should be done. I would also say, hey, if you're about to start any grad program, seek counseling from the start. Before things get intense, don't wait for a crisis. Just do it from the beginning to have that support. I, I, I guarantee you 100% it's going to make your experience way more better when you have a space to process. And three, I would also say, hey, connect, build connections. Even if they're not in your program, even if they're not in your country, even if they're not in your state, get on Instagram, find other grad students, follow grad networks, all right? Follow people who are talking about it because grad school is an experience that a large part of our society will just never know what it's about. Exactly. And, and, and they can't empathize because they just don't know. And so I always say, hey, connect. Even if you can't in a physical way, connect in a virtual way. So I follow a lot of pages on Instagram, all about grad school, all about PhD, all about dissertation, but especially about black and brown people going through that experience. True. Because I'm like, there's, a, there's, a, there's an important caveat there about what this experience is like. So I think those would be my main things that I would say to them. Phew. Thank you so much, Dr. Dale, for sharing all your knowledge with us. Like this is this has been an, an amazing time to like go through all of these conversations about grad school and also going through it as being an international student and also the PhD process, which nobody ever you know sheds light on. And uh, we really appreciate you know giving us the time. I hope you had a nice time talking today. Of course, but our conversations, I always enjoy them. So I, I, I'm really happy to be able to be in this space with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
guys thank you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you enjoyed it if you enjoyed it so much don't forget to share let your friends know let your sister brothers uncle mothers fathers know about it it can help anybody this can help anybody at all so go ahead and share it if you also have a question comments things you like me to do more or anything you like to me to hear go ahead and leave me an email check the description and you will find that email there and i would love to hear back from you guys thank you so much once again and until next time keep leaving keep loving and ensure that you're leaving 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 your truth and until the next podcast have a wonderful day bye guys Thank you.